BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Take one of these. On the sidewalk outside the Martinez News Gazette, there's a newspaper rack, and the coin slots to pay have been taped over. Yeah, you don't have to pay. Just says no, no. Yeah. The Bay team, that's me, Erica Cruz Guevara, and Alan Montecilio, went on a field trip this week to the Martinez News Gazette. The paper's been around for more than 160 years. At one time, they sent a reporter to cover the Civil War. But over the years, like a lot of local papers, it struggled to make money. And now at the end of this year, it's closing its doors. Not to pat ourselves on the back and say we're winning Pulitzers, but we are. And we are covering those issues that nobody else is covering at all. Martinez is home to about 38,000 people. And starting next year, those residents will be entering an era that a lot of us have become all too familiar with. An era without a local paper that, in this case, has served the community since 1858. I'm Devin Katayama. Welcome to the Bay. So yeah, there's a sign on the outside. It says, the Martinez News Gazette is ceasing publication. Our final edition will be Sunday, December 29th, 2019. The Martinez News Gazette is just a few blocks away from the main downtown, where the paper used to be. Now it's in this spacious building that was once a car dealership. There's only about six people. We And at this time, as you can see, there's only three of us. Um, we haven't had a sales rep for a year. Um, our sports reporter, we don't have. Our news reporter is part-time. This is Rick Jones, the editor of the Martinez News Gazette. He's been with the paper since 2014. And even back then, the Gazette was having a hard time making money. Rick says that there just hasn't been enough people subscribing to the paper. And they weren't charging people to access their stories online. It's a cycle we've seen happening with local papers around the country. When did you know that the paper was going to fold? Officially or in my gut? I mean, um, in your gut, and then officially, when did you announce it? And we all, we all kind of knew. I mean, you can tell you're not you're not replacing reporters that leave. You're not you're not hiring an ad guy. Um, you're not putting any money at all into the paper, and the writing's kind of on the wall at that point. We all kind of knew it's a matter of time. How did how did everybody find out? The way we found out here is the general manager. She called and said, "I you know I'm coming down on Friday." Can everybody be there? I said, okay, uh, what's that? Because that's a very rare occurrence for her to come and even more rare to have everybody. And she said, well, don't tell anyone, but, you know, you guys will be closing at the end of December. So 
And what month was that, that she came down on that uh, Friday? That was mid-November. Mid-November. So this is, I mean, that's happening quickly. Yeah, it wasn't not only happening at a bad time of year, but a very quickly at a, you know, yeah. the holiday season. It's kind of a, it's a rush time for everybody, but, and we're trying to shut down during all that. What was it like when there was that, you know, all staff meeting where they told you that the paper was folding? No, none of our jaws hit the floor, but it's still, it's still a jolt. You know, it's still, it's still hard. We know how much the paper means to people and how long it's been here. Um, we are the oldest paper in the county, continuously published. You know, one of the oldest papers in the state. You know, we knew it was, it was going to be, it was going to be news, if you will. You know, we waited about a week before we told everybody. Um, you know, before we made something in the paper, just to get our collect our thoughts and, and how we wanted to present it and you know before it got out there and we knew it would and we knew it'd be one of those things that people would want to know and that it, it would spread quickly what was the response when you put it out in the paper and you let the community know it was surprising to me because it was overwhelmingly people or oh no how can this happen or how can we save it you know there was a lot of those just you know sadness and shock that it, it was happening they'll tell us stories of how their dad was a paper boy or that was their first job and you know things like that what it's meant to them and how they've they've appreciated what we've done one of the people helping get the last few issues of the gazette out is 93 year old barbara setko she uses a typewriter for most of her work She's been with the paper since the early 80s. January 7th, it will be, um, this of this next year would be 38. 38 years. Yeah. Wow. What was the paper like when you were first working here? Like how many people were there? And Oh, there were a lot of people then compared to now. Lots. Uh, I do have a, a picture of them. Uh, hold on, I'll show it to you. All right. This was the... Um, Christmas of uh, December 81 and I came to work January 7th of 82. Since you've been here for so many years what what, what would you say is the the impact of the paper closing when you compare it to its you know thriving years and what it was to the community at that I point? Think it's, uh, I, I think it's sad for the city the paper was always meant to be, in, as I understood it, a local newspaper. Local news, local doings, local happenings, and meetings of the council. And the people really wanted it that way. And they're going to miss it. Local reporters. Yes. Yeah. It was meant to be local. We never intended to take uh, on the all world affairs or anything. I was just wondering, like, what are what are some of your strongest memories of, of working here? You know, like when you look back at your time, what are moments I'll that really? Say, it's been. Uh, I have met so many people. It's amazing, just truly amazing. It's great. It's been great. This this last. Uh, Oh, let's say four or five years has been great because we've been a small group, close. We get along. 
they treat me like I'm a princess or something. You know, I I can't go outside alone and I can't come in alone and you know, it's it's been great. It's it's well, I'm gonna miss it. I really am. It's clear from talking to Barbara that the Gazette is an important part of this community. Now it focuses on everything from local meetings to high school graduation announcements to the decisions and politics in the city. But Rick says it's a fraction of what it used to be some 160 years ago when it was first published. You know, back in the day, this was a big, when you would come from the San Francisco Bay, this was, Benicia in here was kind of like a a port. um, And that was... A lot of the gold miners would come in from here, and this was a, a big, thriving city um, at one time. Uh, obviously, John Muir is you know from the area. He's the, the house is still here. His family, his daughter, um, just are woven into the fabric of the town. So that that's where a lot of the the history comes from. The paper started, I think it was called the Morning Gazette or Morning Contra Costa Morning Gazette. So it, it was it was widely circulated. They had they had a reporter covering the Civil War. So it's it was it was a daily big time paper. <laughs> you know, to to see where just in the short time where I've gone here and the cutbacks, I can you know, it's it's almost hard for me to, you know, imagine um, a paper in Martinez being that big where it's covering national events. Since you've been here in 2014, uh, what kinds of stories has it kind of highlighted that aren't being covered by some of the bigger news organizations that only the Martinez News Gazette can, can do? Well, yeah, at this point, anything that happens at Martinez, we're the only one covering it. Um, the East Bay Times is really, you know, they obviously have new corporate heads, and they've, they've cut back tremendously. Um, when I first started, like I said, in 2014, they, they had a regular beat reporter that would cover, you know, every city council, school board meeting. You know, I was there when they were there. Um, now they don't they don't cover at all. They will pick up, speaking of the Bay City News, they'll pick up whatever they write. Um, so any of the uh, bigger issues, I mean, just this past week, you know, we had our mayor attacked on Main Street. Um, that was a big story. Um, anything happening now, unfortunately, is not going to be covered. That's the... The, the news hole that's going to be um, not to pat ourselves on the back and say we're winning Pulitzers, but we are, and we are covering those issues that nobody else is covering at all. Issues that a lot of us in the Bay Area can relate to, stuff that maybe some of us take for granted, like stories about where to put four pot dispensaries in Martinez, or a pilot program to bring homeless services to downtown once a week. These are stories that we often tell from the lens of bigger Bay Area cities. So for smaller cities in the Bay Area, it's been up to local papers to get people the information they need to make their communities better. We had a big issue with district voting um, recently, the, this past election cycle, that the city went to district voting. Um, and that was a, a, a big issue with how the maps were going to be drawn. Um, all the, the council people all lived in an area, so there was a huge discussion about how the city was going to get sliced up. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of scary to think about because what you're talking about is like an, as, as a big part of our democracy. Mm-hmm. Like it's a complicated thing, like how you draw in maps and everything like that. But if people don't understand how that's happening, then it's hard to get information out. It's hard to know 
how I mean, even how to vote to yeah, a certain degree. People didn't even on election day. People still didn't know what precinct to go to. Um, so those kind of things we reported on it, but you know we can't help that that word it just didn't get out the way it needed to, um, and it's not going to get out at all now. <laughs> so we've been trying to organize some way to you know we've got as we sit here there's four issues left, so we're trying to find a way to. You know, to do it justice, we don't have the staff, we don't have the, the, the tools, if you will, to, to give it a big send-off like we should. You know, we don't have the uh, – I would love to have a copy of the, our first paper and just run an image of that first front page, but nobody knows where one is. So those type of things just kind of give us a look back these last few issues. Rick says there have been people writing in or even coming into the office asking what they can do to save the paper. But he says Gibson Publishing, who owned another paper in Rio Vista that also closed, doesn't seem to be interested in selling any of the papers. We put a call into Gibson, but we didn't hear back. The final edition of the Martinez News Gazette will come out December 29th. Rick Jones is editor of the Martinez News Gazette. This episode was produced by Erica Cruz Guevara and editor Alan Montecilio. KQED's leadership team includes Julie Kane, Vinnie Tong, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for the Bay. We'll see you next time. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast.